Uh-huh. Joe, as soon as you take your sip of water, yep. this magic carpet ride is ready. DC and G, magic carpet ride. DC and G, over. Come on. Which one was that? Yeah. Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 1,229, January 22nd, 2024. Where did January go, bro? 51 degrees on this day. That was back in 1942. And on this day in 1886, she was 34 below. Hail the flashlight, King. And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Chris Reavers manning Technology Corner, Kenny Olson from the Krabby Coffee Shop, John Hyde in the newsroom, and of course, the rookie. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and the keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Sushir. I got a note that... Alabama, the the state of Alabama, will uh, carry out executions now using nitrogen gas instead of helium. What's why? What is the reason? Or maybe they never used helium. They never used helium. Yeah. But but Jordy was wishing they would (laughs) use helium. Because it would make her funnier last words. Yes, exactly. <laughs> All right. I'm not going to hell. I'm really sorry. I'm going to hell. Uh. <laughs> How is everybody? Hey. Good. All right. How I'm would not... helium work in an execution? I don't know. I'm also told that I've been pronouncing Lahaina wrong. Yeah. It's I've been pronouncing it Lahaina. It's Lahaina. I've gotten many uh, mm. emails to that uh, end, and I uh, I will now pronounce it correctly. Lahaina was the town destroyed in you also the islands. Um, mispronounce the word crick. No, no, <laughs> no. I I pronounce that correctly. So can we add Lahaina to Mackinac Bridge? I've never <laughs> called it Mackinac. Oh, I thought that was you. Was that it's somebody Mackinac. else? Oh. I love that bridge, and I'm not afraid to drive over it. So there. What's then? What's the island called? Mackinac. Wrong. Mackinac. I lo- I love saying wrong. It reminds me of our former president. Wrong. <laughs> wrong. <laughs> wrong. Wrong. You got to do this though, Kenny. Wrong. Wrong. Yeah. Speaking of our former president, <laughs> heck of a run by DeSantis. Tom from St. Paul writes, Joe. I know that Donald Trump. It's a touchy topic on your show. But hopefully I have something insightful to add to the discussion. I was moved by the emails you read on last Wednesday's podcast. You and the crew were correct. The email succinctly spelled out why a person might be tempted to vote for Donald Trump. For months now, I've been threatening to anyone who will listen that I'll vote for RFK if we're facing a Trump-Biden rematch. However, those emails you read Wednesday were so powerful that I once again found myself thinking I might be able to hold my nose and vote for Trump a third time. Maybe this time he can surprise me and keep it together. The emails he's referring to were very thoughtful emails from people saying how this this current government has, has essentially ignored many Americans. For example, the people in Lahaina okay. who uh, are without homes, and yet we keep sending money elsewhere and, and taking care of illegals. In the meantime, our own people are suffering. <clears throat> 
However, Thursday's Wall Street Journal featured a piece about Trump's ongoing defamation lawsuit. The story described how, as Trump's accuser spoke on the witness stand, the former president began talking so loudly the testimony could not be heard. The judge chastised Trump, and rather than apologize and keep quiet, he instead turned it into a peeing match. And just like that, I once again found myself saying, no, never again. And the thing is, I would have previously said the reason for my never Trump stance was that the man simply can't get his worst instincts under control. He seems incapable of acting like anything other than, for the lack of a better word, an a-hole. However, a new thought occurred to me. Much as Joe Biden is showing his age through a lack of mental and physical acuity, I wonder if Trump's increasing irrationality is a sign of his age. Yes, he seems miles ahead of Joe Biden physically and mentally, but when I read that he took on a judge at his own defamation trial, it dawned on me that I might be witnessing a man in tremendous decline. I've witnessed this in my own elderly relatives, frustration at one's increasing physical and mental acuity manifesting as frustration and anger. That's one thing when referring to your elderly father-in-law dozing in his recliner. It's quite another when it's the leader of the free world and we're on the brink of World War III. I'll close by pasting a link I've provided before. It features Michael Moore, of all people, succinctly laying out the case for Trump in the days leading up to the 2016 election. Like the people who emailed you, Moore was not endorsing the president far from it, but he got it. If more of our supposed leaders in the Republican and Democratic parties got it, we might actually see a couple of candidates who could propel us back to prosperity, unity, and respect on the world stage. Instead, they double down and offer us the same crotchety octogenarians they served up before. I'm torn between which quote to close with, Benjamin Franklin saying, a republic, if you can keep it, or Russell Crowe asking, are you not entertained? Good luck, Tom, from St. Paul. Uh, Trump baiting the judge does not seem uh, to be uh, a sign of new behavior on his part, isn't he? Kind of always been that way. I contend that's why he lost the election, because of what he said and did on social media in the Mm -hmm. summer leading up to it. Mm -hmm. I don't don't think it would have been any different 20 years ago had he been in the same trial. Yeah, Yeah, I don't see it getting any better and or worse. It's certainly going to be an interesting year. Now, DeSantis, who has been just ridiculed by Trump... Having his wife ridiculed by Trump. Yep, 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 yep. Drops out of the race, immediately endorses Trump. Yep, yep, yep. I, I don't understand that. I, uh, but I didn't understand it with Tom Emmer, for God's sake. It's really easy. But who is he going to support? Because uh, Haley's going to last another, what, six Joe, minutes? Joe. Yes. Sir, you're you're giving it you too much thought, Joe. That's it's really my easy. job. Uh, it, it's what the show has become the last <laughs> few years. It's the third rail. That's yeah. all they care about. They're lying, backstabbing, greasy, slimy, evil people. Yep. yep, yep. All of them. Where does Dean Phillips fit into this scenario? There's some evil plan out there. I can't figure out what it is. Well, I don't. I'm not going to associate the word evil with Dean Phillips. I mean, more sinister. Just like there's a there's a deeper. Could he be real? Could this be a guy who just said, look, we're a mess here, and I'm here to 
I'm gonna. I'm. I'm putting my money where my mouth is. I'm running. We're in a terrible way. And so far, he's doing pretty well. Why don't you book him for the show? I, I've already reached out to his uh, team. I did last week when you asked. Dean Phillips. Who would have thunk it? But he's got a business background, doesn't yeah, he? He does. His family isn't does. Isn't it Phillips Vodka? Yeah, they're very successful. A question well, about... I, wait, isn't it distribution? Yeah, but I thought there's a, a brand of vodka there called is. Phillips. Yeah, they made everything, not just vodka. Yeah. yeah. Phillips. Okay, sorry. They have a distillery, I take it. I've never been there. Well, uh, we're last, last week we had a fun, juicy tom, <laughs> a topic about uh, Obama's wife yeah. running. Boy, have I received the, a lot of emails on that. I bet you have. Do you think the country would actually vote for somebody like that with no experience whatsoever? None? Are we just going to assume that a vote for Michelle is actually a vote for Barack? I can't see people voting for her just based on the fact that she's married to the guy. And the emails I've received indicate that people don't think she would run because she's so enamored with her jet-set lifestyle and that she did yeah. not like Washington, D.C. when she was there. And yeah. she uh, somehow thinks it's beneath her or something. But they have mansions in uh, Hawaii. They have a mansion on Martha's Vineyard, and she's making a ton of money. And people think it's unlikely she would uh, wish to abandon that jet-set lifestyle to to serve in the White House, yeah. at, at which point, if she did serve in the White House, I have no doubt that that would be Obama's term as president. So if you're voting for Michelle, I guess what you'd be doing is voting for her husband. Because um, he would be the de facto president, as he might be this very moment. Have you? Yeah, that's the topic I really love to talk about. Uh, um, have you had any serious conversations about Michelle's supporters do you, in fact, live with somebody who might cast a vote her way? Thankfully, that hasn't come up. <laughs> we'll we'll send her a text, Joe. We'll, we'll get it. We'll get Let's not fire that one up. Well, she's <laughs> got to wait until the Chiefs are done playing, I bet. You know what she wore yesterday? Uh-oh. What? Chiefs socks. No. Come no on. way. The CP. She's all in, huh? That's fantastic. Boy, you, know she, what, you know what you need to do? Leave. You, you need to one up her. You need to get your hands on a Taylor Swift t shirt. No, I and, don't. And oh, yeah. On, just go, oh, yeah? You got socks, huh? How, How about, about this? Or the custom jacket that she wore that yes. was made for her. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. That was made by the wife yep. of, a, of a 49er. The fullback, mm-hmm. Kyle Juszczyk. And she's an attractive gal. Shocker. And she's a fashion designer, apparently. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. And she gifted uh, Taylor and Brittany those uh, marvelous jackets. Which was the smartest thing she ever did because it's going to make her a billionaire. <laughs> yep. And now, as long, let's just get this game out of the way uh, because it's, it's, it's on the minds of the American public. Uh, the America has a decision to make. <laughs> Okay. You either Trump or Biden. No, this is more no, important. Much okay. more important. This is way more important. You either accept. You either accept this uh, theatrical absurdity 
for what it is, just great fun and frivolity and just so silly that it's fun, or or like Scott from Inver Grove, he he's beside himself. He thinks Vince McMahon should be the commissioner of the league now. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and, and But I've said for 10 or 15 years, this is where the NFL is going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're going into a choreographed situation that will become a reality TV so, show. They're no longer going. They have arrived. We're here. Well, I, I, I originally thought of the choreographed part to prevent serious injuries. That they're they're going to reach a point where they're so big, they're so fast that you know Hamlin was just the beginning last year with his heart. That didn't even have anything to do with well, football. That was just congenital. But they're sure. going to reach a point where they're killing each other, and to prevent that, the NFL will have it have to have it choreographed. Right. And then you have the damsel in distress, oh, yes. which we already have now up in the up in the suite. Yep. You've got uh, with you've, her future brother-in-law shirtless, chugging right, beers. Exactly, he <laughs> yeah. added to it yesterday by jumping out of the box without his shirt on, and and people all over the country were saying, "My God, one more beer, the pants are coming off." Oh yeah, and it was great, great spectacle, great spectacle. Uh, and then after the game. The Buffaloes turned the hot water off in the Chiefs' locker room so they couldn't get hot showers. So the whole thing continued post-game. Yeah. Now, so America has a decision to make. You either you either adopt this and enjoy it, or you become terribly frustrated that the league has, has lost its handle, has lost here's, its grip on things. Here, This might put it into perspective. I haven't seen an NFL game since the mid-'90s, back when Denny Green was still a coach. I have watched, um, I'm going to say at least a half a dozen football games this fall, including two or three over the weekend. Yeah. And I came to the conclusion yesterday that the first game that the Taylor was at this uh, fall, do you remember the first game? That was no. when the NFL decided the Super Bowl and the the, the, the uh, players in the Super Bowl. It's going to be uh, the Chiefs, the Taylors. Versus the Detroiters. Why? Why Detroit? Because they they're America's. They they, they haven't won forever. The lovable losers. Well, they've they're never pigs, won a Super dogs, Bowl. They're dogs. They're slobs. Yeah, they've never won a Super Bowl, and they haven't won a a league title so, since nineteen fifty seven. We've got our underdogs. It's the oh, underdogs really? against the Taylors. See, the situation with Kelsey yesterday is exactly why. This country needs social media. And I will tell you who's going to win right Detroit. now. Detroit. The Detroiters are going to win. Yeah. Be- because I am not going to contest that prediction. All right. I will. I'm, uh, I will. I will too because yeah. I'm going to say neither team will be in the Super Bowl. Yep. But that's just me. <laughs> You're funny. Baltimore Packers. and San Francisco. <laughs> I'm with Do you Johnny see that Hyde. game? <laughs> Uh, Packers the, the photo, the little Packers. photo of Jason Kelsey shirtless screaming with the two cans of beer. And the caption read, oh, okay, so America loves it when Jason Kelsey does this, but when I do it, it's time to go home. The problem here is you two, John and Chris, you're too invested in this. You know too much. You think about it too much. You bitch about the price that they're getting paid and coaches and blah, blah, blah. Joe and I don't give a rat's ass. I think on, on paper... Detroit cannot beat San Francisco. But they will, because we saw... I I am not going to dispute Kenny. I predict Detroit beats San Francisco. And you know why? Just got ejected. That's from Detroit. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Because uh, as I've witnessed the past couple of weeks, 
I have never seen more corrupt officiating in my life. My God, what a joke. It's like Jesse Ventura is one of the refs in the ring. That's how corrupt it is. Didn't he do XFL? Yes. Wasn't Jesse was, a ref in the, the XFL? Announcer. Oh, oh, was it the announcer. Is, no, I'm comparing this to wrestling, like Joe has been for years and years. Mr. Ass. Cor- yeah, we've got a corrupt guy in the ring. Tough game to throw, though. I mean, how? I mean, really, if you want to get right down to it, this is the time of year when I think it's rigged. I go through it every year, but then when I analyze it uh, with the cold eye, I realize it's it would be very tough to rig a game. Right, very tough. And you got seventy guys on each I squad. I mean, there's too many. Uh, Can I, you imagine the outcry in this country when Taylor's team loses? Oh my. I sure would hate to be in a home filled with Taylor. Oh, but but she, she, she might not be able to attend the Super Bowl. It's still her team, though. She's in Tokyo. See, I know this kind of stuff now. And that would be a, on her schedule. You got her schedule. I got Look, her schedule. And that so would be a 14-hour flight back to Vegas. Do you have Joe, like the map, too, where they're all yeah. doing the lines of, okay, so she's got to go from Joe, here? Joe, Joe, It's satellite connections. There's going to be a viewing party. There'll be live shots at Taylor's party and we wherever, BF uh, China or wherever she is. In the meantime, this country goes right down the shitter. <laughs> I thought it's full, wow. Clark. It's full, Clark. We're okay. not even on the couch, so we're doing the show. I know, but it, <laughs> if Garofalo can say it, I can. Okay. We're New standards right, in 2024. Right, we're, going right, we're going right down the tubes, and the country is yeah. mesmerized by a very mediocre songwriter. America. And her, and her affair with, her love affair with... Uh, one of the biggest rubes who ever played football. <laughs> and his rube brother. And their rube mom. And their rube mom, Donna. Kind of I know all about Donna, kind of too. I got all the dope on Donna. <laughs> when the boys They're were at just, the table, she had to make a chicken for each of them. They're as dumb as a bucket of mud. My God! I'll tell you what. So Kelsey's dumb like a fox. He's got two black guys who are his agents. They're absolutely cunning. They're going to turn him into the new Dwayne Johnson. He's going to be the new Rock. Wow! Who's a love? One of the most lovable guys on the planet, actually. Well, they're turning. He's going to be the next. He'll be a billionaire. He's going to be the so, Rock. Wait a minute. Are you saying the Kelsey Rube thing is just a, a put-up job? It's an act? They're, They're not really Rubes? They're just smart enough to play that Rube horse all the way across the finish line. Right to I the bank. It. Right okay. to the bank. I got it. I in got fact, it. right now, you could go to a bank in Kansas City, you'd see Kelsey's horse tied up out front. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's in there cashing checks, baby. His horse is tied up yeah. front. You know, that, that, the hitching rain. Right, yeah. 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 Where yeah. the Cowboys always just lash the, the rain around. They didn't even tie it because the horse nope. was obedient. Wasn't yep. that a song? Hitching post! <laughs> no, you anyway. know when it's time to move for yeah. higher profits? Well, if you live in this state... Uh, the time is now. You've got many factors that influence the decision to relocate. So listen to this, because we've got a lot of listeners there, too. If you're looking for fewer taxes, less business regulation, and higher profits, look at Sioux Falls. They have available buildings... Build ready sites, get your company up running and fast. Best of all, any size company can make more money in Sioux Falls and go to SiouxFallsDevelopment.com and check this out. SiouxFallsDevelopment.com. Minnesota companies like yours have considered the future 
and they've either expanded or relocated to Sioux Falls. Those companies are already enjoying short commutes, safer streets, quality of life excellence. You ever been to Sioux Falls? Oh, yeah. It's kind of yep. cool. It's, it's a very cool, cool town. Uh, join them and discover a productive people, affordable land, reduced red tape, fewer taxes, and higher profits. Think about it. 2024 might be the time to make your move to Sioux Falls. Just learn more. Uh, go to SiouxFallsDevelopment.com. The Earth is He's not never your mother. This song before. The Joe Suchere <laughs> Show. Right here. Let's give him something to talk about. Hey, Minnesota Masonic Charities. Freemasonry is the world's large, first and largest fraternal organization. It's got a brotherhood of like-minded men, genuinely care about each other, and is based on the belief that everyone has a responsibility to help make the world a better place without any politics. Through its culture of philanthropy, they make a profound difference for brothers, families, their communities, and our future. Freemasons find that satisfaction being part of a centuries-old fraternity whose traditions and core values are important for our society today, and of course, they're going to endure for the centuries to come. There's over 7,000 Masons in Minnesota in over 100 lodges throughout the state. They're business owners, doctors, lawyers, teachers, parents, grandparents, guided by faith and principles we all believe in working together to make a difference. Yes, the secret is out. If you want to learn more about Freemasonry in Minnesota, it's super easy. Go to mnfreemasons.org. That's mnfreemasons.org. There's a new threat caused by climate change. Oh, no. (laughs) Because the people wishing to advance the end of Western civilization, which is all climate change is. It has nothing to do with the climate. They've, uh, they've scraped the bottom here, so to speak. Okay. It's a study, of course. You have to have a study. Yep. It's a study by scientists at the University of Surrey. That would be in the UK. And they suggest that climate change could be linked to the increased prevalence of diarrhea. So, in humans... I love the word could be. Could be. Could be. Could be. Camp, campy labacteriosis. Oh, God. Is caused by bacteria from the campy lobacter genus. With the species C... I like what it rhymes with. With the species C. jejuni and C. coli posing a significant risk to human health. So there you have it. Uh-huh. The research is focused on investigating the impact of elevated temperatures, longer days, and increased humidity, all of which sound fantastic to me. Consequences <laughs> of ongoing climate change on the transmission of campy low bacteriosis. The study's findings indicate a notable association between the warming planet and the incidence of diarrhea. Huh. So... If we eat less hot dogs and drink less vodka, everything will be okay. You could even this out. Yeah, yeah. you could mitigate this. Yeah, more red meat, everybody. Dr. Giovanni Lo Locano, hey. Senior Lecturer in Biostatistics and Epidemiology at the University of Surrey, led the study 
He emphasized the importance of understanding the environmental factors influencing the spread of diseases and highlighted by the potential societal impacts of illnesses like diarrhea. I can see where it would have a societal impact. Yeah. You know, it'd be, it'd be tough. I, I don't want to read any of further uh, of this because I, I don't believe it. And I don't know what Dr. Giovanni got paid for this nonsense. But this is how far they've gone. This is how... F- now, now, what would even cause you to wonder this? Um, if you have a problem with diarrhea? You know, the guy have diarrhea and he thinks, I wonder if I can get some mileage out of a study that would show that this is due to warming. Never... Just forget for a moment it's winter. Yeah. Uh, in the UK as well as here, uh, this is an this is evidence to me. <coughs> excuse me, that these people are desperate. <laughs> I, I I was just assuming it was somebody trying to justify his salary by yeah. coming up with more nonsense. Yeah, I. I, I uh, is it a wordy piece? Yeah. Are there too many words in this piece? Yes. Um, and it was on a website. Bet there's a lot of ads on that. Uh, it's called. It's it's from a website called Tech Times. Yeah, and you click on this article, and you're besieged with pop-ups and all sorts of ads. Right. Mm-hmm. That's the main goal of whatever nonsense they're spewing. They couldn't care less, nor do they even believe anything they're writing. All they want you to do is to keep reading. So you keep glancing at those ads. The results of the research were published in the journal PLOS, <laughs> Computational Biology. Huh. You get oh, that yeah. magazine? Well, mine hasn't arrived <laughs> yet this month. <laughs> and uh, I, I'm sorry, I, I had to mention it. It's an untoward subject, but it's, a, it's an example of, of the folly uh, behind this movement, that there's nothing... They won't throw into the pot. Right. Nothing. Nothing. So including diarrhea. Diarrhea. Brought about by climate. Do you think diarrhea killed off the woolly mammals? Possible. Because those woolly mammoths could have quite a pile there. I just read the other day. Pun intended. Yeah. I just read the other day uh, uh, of a creature that was uh, uh, made extinct. By climate change, you know, thousands and thousands of years ago. Well, doesn't it stand to reason that climate change is an ongoing phenomenon of the Earth, of the planet Earth? That's got to be a tough way to go, too. If you find out that you're the last living species and there's obviously not a missus around, and you're saying to yourself, well, wait a minute, it, this is up to me. If I go... My entire species is done for. Well, how would you like to, you know, you, 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 how would you like to die? And they say, what happened to the guy? Well, he had pretty bad diarrhea from yeah. climate change. How do you get Damn. that? Yeah. How embarrassing. It really would be. Way to go. Be really embarrassing. Probably a closed casket, I'm guessing. I would think. Yeah. What I've learned is that the climate, like Grand Avenue, is always changing. It is changing. Yeah. <laughs> always changing. <laughs> You know, I wrote about Grand Avenue. <laughs> I know. I read it. That's why and I brought it up. I missed one of the car dealers that I don't remember. There was a... That's the part I got a little sleepy about when oh, you start reminiscing about 
There was carrier. a there was a Saab dealership on uh-huh. Grand Avenue. That, Horvath Motors. Don't recall. Right. I don't recall it. Where there was Datsun, Chevrolet, Ford, MG, Triumph, Austin, and Saab. There was a shoelace store, and uh, there was a lot of blacksmiths. <laughs> Horvath Saab. And, uh, Horvath, there's a broom Saab. store. Horvath's Grand uh, Avenue. Saab. A and shovel I don't handle store. A Saab store. <laughs> Studebaker, Cafe Latte, you know that, and yep. Victorian Grand, that was Studebaker in the 20s. And then that became Grand Avenue Ford. I always thought, well, I, 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 Kenny's already signaled to me that I'm on the wrong track here and I'll cease. But <laughs> I always thought Grand Avenue Ford became Midway Ford on University <laughs> Avenue, and now Midway Ford is in Roseville. But Grand Avenue Ford was its own entity. It did not become something else. I think when it ended on Grand Avenue, it, it ended. Oh, Is I that uh, cigar shop still there? Yeah, Stogie's on Grand. Yeah. Yeah. So you could still go in there and get ignored by the uh, counter help? <laughs> no, no, I go in there. I know all the guys in there. That's yeah. why. Uh, one of them, one of them's a woman who was very taken by the ads uh, we once had for this show called Ballsy. Remember that? Ballsy. Yeah. We yeah. had a billboard sure. or something. Well, that wasn't just an ad. That was the entire was slogan the of the radio station. Right, Ballsy. And she, so when she sees me now, she can't help but bell out, Ballsy! <laughs> um, <laughs> I think I may know why. Because why? when what? that campaign started, the Ballsy campaign, we, as Rookie mentioned, we had the billboards, and one of them, which I still have in my home, were the miniature ones. You guys remember the mini yeah, ones sure. we had? And it's the ballsy billboard with you, you and Pat, yeah. on both sides. Yeah. That one will live in at my house. But the ballsy forever. referred to balls, baseball, basketball. Right. right. See, right. it had to. Re- it referred to. It referred to. It referred to our sports leaning. Right. Yeah. And how we were going to be oh. cutting edge. Yeah. You know, you came here for the hot takes. Apparently, I thought it was because you had a nice pair. No, it was all about you. <laughs> Wheelbarrow and Rook, wheelbarrow, yeah, basketball, and the whole in the whole deal, and uh, uh, I anyway, miss ballsy. should we be a ballsy podcast? Are we on break? I don't think so. Do you know Are that the uh, the elites have been meeting in Davos for the World Economic ah. Forum? Uh, they they get together and they uh, they have cocktails and canopies and closed meetings and dinners and restaurants and and uh, they have they have dancing and the, all their jets are parked there and they have the nerve to tell the rest of us what's wrong with the world. Well, there's nothing wrong with the world except the likes of them uh, telling us that there's something wrong with the world, and they're trying to get to net zero, nature positive. I hope they all get diarrhea, <laughs> and uh, which would be proof of their uh, of their climate change. So I, I don't even want to read that. Uh, I come across many things, and I think to myself, uh, this is not is not worthy of promotion. Uh, there is too much. There's too many people involved in doing too little that is passed off as great things. Uh, John Kerry was a great example of that. Okay. To the point where he apparently has just thrown in the towel and realized, I can't continue this BS any longer. Right. Now, I don't know what that cost us. For some reason, Kerry never had to report 
his budget or the size of his staff. Can you imagine what that might have cost? It was, uh, yeah. And he's he's done now. He's going to the new the new seaside place in Nantucket because apparently he's not terribly concerned about rising ocean levels. Uh, either is Obama with his place in Hawaii and Martha's Vineyard. They're mm-hmm. not they're not terribly concerned about rising ocean levels. And it's there are too many people engaged in too little who are trying to pass it off as something magnanimous and uh, of paramount importance, and it's not. And one of the getting back to Dean Phillips, one of the things I read about him is that he would make an attempt, or so he claims. To, he he. He has to be aware that he's he would be dealing with the third rail, but one of one of his claims is that he would like to tighten everything up. There's too much redundancy. There's too much bureaucracy. There are too many people who work for the government. It's too big. It's too unaccountable. And God bless him. I'm going to mm. keep paying attention to mm. him and keep mm. watching this. Mm-mm. You don't think he'll succeed? No, he's saying what needs to be said to get you in the front door at Washington. We've heard it a million times over. I can't believe you're being duped by it once again. It's all BS. He'll say anything. I guess I'm easily duped then. Yeah. No. <coughs> have been for quite some time. He'll take your wife out uh, for dinner for you if that's what you want him to do. I mean, you know, there's nothing... There's nothing out of his scope that he won't do to get your vote. I, I uh, feel fine. I, I think I have to cough when I talk, hmm. which is a shame. Yeah. These uh, Davos elites now, these are the people that really, truly do run the world, right? Yeah, they think they do. Well, they yeah. probably do. Uh, oh, the EV trip from the North Pole to the South Pole? Oh, yeah. Uh, Kathy did some further digging. And uh, it turns out that the uh, that the people making this trip brought along a gas power generator to use when they couldn't find a charging station. You're kidding me! No. <laughs> but how long did that take? I mean, well, it, took it, it had a to be. Year. No, I mean the generator. Yeah. You know, I've got one of these th- things, and you can run a power saw on it, or you know, maybe a refrigerator. But mm-hmm. you can't fast charge a car. I well, mean, you could have that thing running for twelve hours, and it'll give you five minutes of drive time. Yeah, I don't know how powerful. they. Uh, I don't know how they handled that. Maybe that was just for their nightly camping or something. Do you remember the Top Gear guys? How they yeah. they they actually had the generator in the car running, charging the battery <laughs> that was driving the wheels. It was brilliant. Now, my favorite Top Gear rip of the EV was when they took an EV. Just across the width of the UK, which is nothing. It's what a hundred yeah. miles or something. Yeah. And, yeah. But they'd have to stop, and then the, the camera would cut to them reading the newspaper in a library or something, just killing time yeah. waiting for the thing to yeah. charge. And then they'd charge it up, and the next the next camera caught them in a museum, peering at the statues in the artwork. Wow! It took them a, forever to get across a country that should take you about ten minutes to get across. It's basically driving from here to Albert Lee. Yes, yeah. it's. Uh, I, Rook, look up. I'm sorry. Look up. How wide is the UK? Uh, I get a kick out of the. I'm a big fan of the old British sports cars, and I have to keep reminding myself they were made in a country that that was how many miles across? Because they weren't miles. made for American freeways. At its no. widest, the United Kingdom is three hundred. Three hundred miles. miles. 
What's it from here to International Falls? Isn't that about 300 miles? It's about, it's it's about from, a six-hour drive. It's about driving from here to Albert Lee. Well, Albert Lee's not 300 miles. Oh, I thought he said 100. About, no, 300. Oh, I'm sorry. About yeah. here to Jamestown. How's that? Yeah. There you, that, go. you know what that is? That's nothing. Ha! Jamestown. Ha! Well, that's James Brown. Whoa. Uh, I want to tell you that uh, it's always a good sign of spring. And you can smell it? Well, <laughs> not only that, but the golf show is fast approaching. That's true. That's when we turn the, the corner. Con- at the convention center. And next week, does that mean this week? No. That means next week. Well, next week, we're going to offer you a discount to see you at the show on Friday, Feb 9, because we'll be there. Nice. Uh, we'll be there from 12 to 1.30. Uh, and let me tell you something. The uh, golf show runs from Feb 9 through the 11th at the Minneapolis Convention Center. You can get free lessons. Boy, do I need that. Try out the newest equipment. Shop for great merchandise. I load up every year. That's where I get my golf clubs. Mm-hmm. You can get really great deals on stuff like that. Uh, you can take a chance to sink a putt for a hundred grand. Let's go for a hundred grand. The apparel is neat there too. I've always you I always, always get deals yep. on it too, mm-hmm. yep. and the equipment. And uh, you can get tickets for GLers. You're just five bucks all week long with the promo code GL. So that's promo code GL at mngolfshow.com. You yeah. Well, I'm not you're, done. You, 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 you haven't spoke nearly enough about the golf show. Well, I wanted, I wanted to tell you. Okay. That gets you in for five bucks. That's nothing. You know what that is? Nothing. Nothing. Uh, now, it says here next week. Does that mean, uh, what the <laughs> hell does that mean? That means next week. The 2024 Minnesota Golf Show is fast approaching. <laughs> next week, we will be offering a discount for your listeners to see you at the show on Friday, Feb 9. Okay. They can come any day, but this would be a good way to push people to see you at a great rate. Just five bucks. Boom. Feel free to dress up the copy below as you see fit. (laughs) Why don't you throw something in there about a Studebaker dealer on Grand? Yeah. Have have some fun with it. Okay. Hey, have some fun, Joe. And encourage people to come to the show. Well, that's what I'm doing. Tickets are just... $5 $5 next week. Well, here's my problem. Perfect. This was dated Tuesday, January 16. Does that mean it's this week that you get the deal? Oh, I see your problem. See? Paige, please add this to the GL spreadsheet. Hold on. Hold on. Yeah. Thanks, Paige. That's a cut line. <laughs> so what is it? Is it next week or is it this week? It says dates. 122 through 126. Okay. Okay. So um, I think it's this week, GLers. Well, go to mngolfshow.com, use the promo code GL, yep. and get a five buck ticket. That's it. To the uh, golf show. I have a message for management. Uh, I'm getting paid for today's show. I don't care what you say. I'm here. I'm getting paid for this crap. <laughs> yep. Damn it. Who typed a question mark on the teleprompter? He'll read anything time, you put on anything there. Anything you put on that prompter, she will read. Not a Garage Logic town council member. Here's what you're missing. I can't keep up with the recommendations. Mm-hmm. We've, had a, we've had a TV dispute this week. It How about True well. Detective? Anybody watch that? We haven't seen the new one yet. Year one, fantastic. Is that one. Matthew McConaughey? Yeah. And... But year three is two cops try to de- de- try to investigate why year two was so 
<laughs> Dear one was great. And then the one they have, Rachel McAdams and, I don't know. and uh, Colin Farrell, and it was awful. Season two, yeah. Yeah, season two was terrible. Season one was great. Go behind the scenes of Garage Logic with unfiltered audio and video access, invites to exclusive events, an emailed newsletter from the mayor himself, and more by signing up at garagelogic.com. Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Suchere. Uh, you can learn a lot of stuff on the old internet. That makes me a seafoam expert. Actually, we're all seafoam experts when we go to seafoamworks.com, a, uh, a fantastic source on the proper use of all the seafoam products. They've got some really good advice on that website on reviving bad engines, small, big, whatever, uh, with the use of seafoam motor treatment. Transtune, a miracle drug for your ride. Two uses for the Transtune. You can throw it in the transmission. It'll help your vehicle shift as it should. You can also use it in the power steering if it's acting sticky and weird. A true miracle. You can learn it all. Like I said, seafoamworks.com, an excellent advice website from the experts there. The Transtune, just like the deep creep and the top engine cleaner all of it available for purchase almost everywhere it's our own local company with a global reach and a true miracle in a world of bad gas it's seafoam of course john height is in the newsroom thank you joe this update brought to you by north american banking company on saturday morning anoka hennepin educators and the school district reached a tentative agreement on a new contract mediated negotiations between anoka hennepin education minnesota and anoka hennepin school started at nine in the morning on friday they wrapped her all up at 301 a.m on saturday the teachers union has canceled the rally that was scheduled for tonight the negotiations team for the teachers is working to get the full details of the deal to members as quickly as possible. Before more information is published and shared with the whole membership, a summary of the agreement has to be submitted to and approved by the teachers' executive board. After approval, the full membership would decide whether to accept the tentative agreement. A ratification vote would be scheduled at a later time. If the union membership accepts the deal, the school board will then vote on the contract. Attorneys for Adam Fravel, the man accused of killing his former partner, Madeline Kingsbury, are trying to move the case and dismiss the most serious charges that he faces. A slew of motions filed by Fravel's attorney on Friday said that his defense attorneys requested a change of venue because they think, with all of the media coverage the case has received, a fair trial cannot be accomplished in Winona County. He's charged with first-degree and second-degree murder for Kingsbury's death. He was arrested in June after a month-long search ended with the discovery of Kingsbury's body in some brush off Highway 43 north of Mabel. He was charged days later, but was indicted by a grand jury on the first-degree murder charge in October. A judge will rule on all the motions at a later time. Frabel has a contested omnibus hearing set for March 19. A woman who pleaded guilty to criminal vehicular homicide sentenced to four years in prison, 45-year-old Melinda Dotre, admitted to driving a truck that fatally hit 29-year-old Abigail Anderson twice in August of 2021 at Le Boland Golf Course, or I guess that'd be less, wouldn't it? Les Boland Golf Course on Cleveland Avenue in Falcon Heights. The plea deal reached... Les Bolstad. Bolstad? Well, okay. Les Bolstad was the longtime gopher golf coach, and I, I think the I think the U of M golf course is the Bol, Les Bolstad golf course. 
Okay, we're missing missing yeah. a couple letters. Yeah. There. <laughs> uh, the plea deal reached dropped multiple other charges, including third-degree murder, manslaughter, and drug possession. A blood sample revealed Dotre had amphetamine, methamphetamine, fentanyl, and norfentanyl in her system at the time of the crash. The complaint says deputies responded to the report of a woman being hit by a truck around 6.45 p.m. Officers were told a Chevrolet Silverado had crashed into a Honda Civic, then went through a fence onto the golf course, Anderson was hit during the initial crash and was hit again after the Silverado had turned around to get back on the road. Jesus. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. And she's <clears throat> only going to get four years? Four years. That's correct. And one of the witnesses was playing golf, said that there was, quote, no way the driver of the truck didn't see Anderson after it turned around to try and get away. So why are they, the, the family's okay with this plea agreement? I doubt, I have seen I doubt if they are. Yeah, I've seen nothing about the family uh, reaction. What? Where was she prosecuted? Ramsey County. Uh, let's see. It's in uh, Ramsey County. Yeah, Ramsey County. It looks like yes. Mm -hmm. Wow. A spectator at a soccer game nearby told investigators after the truck ran over Anderson a second time. It looked intentional. Deputies detained Dotre at the scene. While in the back of a squad, she closed her eyes and dozed off. She claimed she wasn't trying to flee the scene, just trying to get off, uh, off the golf course. A blood sample submitted to the Minnesota Bureau of Criminal Apprehension for analysis. The report submitted on December 7th showed methamphetamine, amphetamine, fentanyl, and the nor fentanyl in her body. There's two golf courses within sight of each other there. Yeah, Midland Hills and the U of M. Yeah. Huh. The aging reformed mobster who's admitted stealing a pair of ruby slippers that Judy Garland wore in The Wizard of Oz gave in to the temptation of one last score after an old mob associate led him to believe the famous shoes must be adorned with real jewels to justify their $1 million insured value. Terry John Martin's defense attorney finally revealed the 76-year-old's motive for the 2005 theft from the Judy Garland Museum in the late actor's hometown of Grand Rapids in a new memo filed ahead of his January 29th sentencing in Duluth. The FBI, you'll remember the story, recovered the shoes in 2018 when someone else tried to claim an insurance reward on them, but Martin wasn't charged with stealing them until last year. He pleaded guilty in October to using a hammer to smash the glass of the museum door and the display case to take the slippers out. He said he had hoped to harvest real rubies from the shoes and sell them. But a fence, a person who deals in stolen goods, informed him the rubies were glass. Martin got rid of the slippers less than two days after he stole them. Defense attorney Dane wait Dutray. A wait a minute. Yeah. This, this idiot. Uh -huh. No, this, this is so absurd. Oh, my God. The, uh -huh. This is a Mel Brooks movie. I'm sorry. <laughs> I think Mel face. Brooks is playing the main character. Defense wait, attorney Dane Can you imagine his real... Wait, hold a minute. Wait, wait a minute. I got the rubies. Yeah, you, right. you mean to tell me yeah. this, these ruby slippers ain't got no rubies? Some podunk museum <laughs> way up in the snow belt has got these, you know, yeah. billion-dollar slippers with real rubies just sitting there. Yeah. Now, uh -huh. uh, Martin, Martin uh -huh. in the past had had mob connections, but he had gone straight. Oh. He, had, he hadn't committed a crime in nearly 20 or 10 years. After pulling his, me back But he in. couldn't resist, could he, Jeff? <laughs> wow. After his last prison sentence, that's correct, Joe, uh, he said it would be one 
final score. The thought of a final score kept sure. him up at night. Yeah. Oh, After, like John, like they call it in Trailer Park Boys, the big dirty. Yeah. It's just one dirty. more score. Oh, yeah, one more. After much contemplation, he had a criminal relapse, according to his lawyer, and decided to take part. <laughs> The Korean prosecutors are recommending the judge sentence Martin to time served because he's physically incapable of presenting a threat to society. He is right now having, uh, he's sick with a life expectancy of less than six months. Martin had no idea about the cultural significance of the Ruby Slippers, and he had never seen the movie The Wizard well, of how Oz. how stupid is this what? guy? Pretty dumb, Joe. Hey, you know, he's, he's in the mob. He doesn't have time to see. Who was the guy, Pat something, that wrote uh, the airplane movies? He was from Minnetonka Pat or something. Proft. Yeah. yeah. Pat yeah. Proft should write this uh, screenplay. Slippers were on loan to the museum from Hollywood memorabilia collector Michael Shaw when Martin stole them. Three other pairs worn by Garland in the movie are held by the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences, <laughs> the Smithsonian Museum of American History, and a private. With the they're retail they're value real, of 46 right, bucks. Yeah. How real do you rubies. Not see that movie? Yeah, well, those flying monkeys. The monkeys will mess you up, man. I'm telling you. I told you this before. Yeah. My grandmother freaked us all out because she made those monkeys. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, the sock monkeys? Yeah. Mm. Plus, the oh, house yeah. is up there twirling around in the air, and there's oh, that old battle axe on the bicycle. Me. And all you see is the feet sticking out from the house. Oh, Ooh, that was some scary stuff. What those horny have? little munchkins just yeah. going at it, yeah. hammer and tongs night and day. <laughs> Let's take a little break here, uh, discuss more about The Wizard of Oz. Yeah. But first, let's hear from Rook. Let's, top that, Rook. Let's go to the Wizards of Carpet Cleaning. Hey now, oh, hey now, nice. huh? Very nice. Hey, I nice. Went to, it cost me ten grand at Brown Institute to go to that and learn how to do that. Yeah. Here's what we got. Three. Why don't you just read it the way I read them? They get right. everything in there. Yep. Rookie, please read with excitement. This will get people to call about carpet cleaning and duct cleaning. Don't forget to tell them the rookie sent you. Zero res. They are the masters of carpet cleaning and air duct cleaning. And right now, they've got a great deal for this month. It's the, uh, of course, the zero res, gotta love it guarantee, backs up the work that they do. 4.9 rating on Google, 17,000 reviews. Go ahead and check them out. But to get three rooms zero resified, tell them the Rook sent you. It started just $119. And the dirt that's hiding in your air ducts this month takes 75 bucks off when you get your air ducts zero res clean. It's super easy to make an appointment. You call zero res, 952-Z-E-R-O-R-E-Z. -E -E you can go online to zeroresminnesota.com. Tell them you want the Rookie Special, the Garage Logic Rookie Special, and they'll give you that pricing. It's really a good deal. They've been in my home, and they do a fantastic job. Their equipment works. Don't try to do it yourself because those machines are not strong enough. They don't carry the load like Zero Res does. 952-Z-E-R-O-R-E-Z -E -E or ZeroResMinnesota.com. Remember, you want the Rook Special. It's the new year, and everyone is talking about their resolutions. Resolutions are based on topics for which we have become complacent. The Canopy Group has a New Year's resolution for you. Last year, over 2,700 Minnesotans conquered their complacency and contacted the Canopy Group for their home and auto insurance needs. That is an easy call because 80% of those people had only one agent with one company. No options. The Canopy Group offered them 40 professional 
McDonald's with 16 companies. Many options. The Canopy Group's New Year resolution has always been to annually examine every existing Canopy client. Each and every day, the Canopy Group team is reaching out to their client base and moving many clients from one of their 16 companies to a different company that they also represent. This is a great call for the Canopy Group to make because it is their ongoing promise to always provide their clients with the best coverage at the best price and forever doing away with insurance complacency. Call 800-967-3389 or visit thecanopygroup.com. Yes, we are. (laughs) It's the end of the world as we know it, and he feels fine. Joe Suchere. As uh, in more news, Joe said it's going to be an interesting year. Let's move right into election talk, shall we? Mm-hmm. Florida, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, as we mentioned, suspended his Republican presidential campaign yesterday, ending his 2024 White House bid just before the New Hampshire primary. Despite attacks from Donald Trump for the past year, DeSantis, like other Republicans, Trump has disparaged, endorsed Trump. That decision leaves Trump and former U.N. Ambassador Nikki Haley as the last major candidates remaining ahead of tomorrow's New Hampshire primary. Haley, for her part, while campaigning this weekend, has taken after Trump's sometimes confusing statements and recent speeches. She referenced his saying several times that she, Haley, was responsible for problems during the January 6th riot, apparently former president referring to Nancy Pelosi, but using Haley's name. She brought up statements he's made recently about President Biden, starting what he called World War II, meaning apparently World War III, and various parts of speeches where Trump appears to be confused, like his debate speech of last week. For his part, Trump said he's fine. In his words, he said he, quote, aced a cognitive test not long ago. Highest score ever, I believe. Aced it? Yeah. Tremendous. Aced it. Nobody (laughs) has better cognitive. Highest score in the history. No one's ever done it. It was really amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Meanwhile, Trump's campaign refused to agree to let an NBC News correspondent travel with him on New Hampshire campaign stops over the weekend as the designated pool reporter, leading to access being cut off for the day from the Trump campaign. According to a pool report obtained by Deadline, correspondent Vaughn Hilliard was informed that if he was the designated pooler, that the pool would be cut off. It's believed by sources at NBC the campaign refused to allow Hilliard in the pool because of his questions on Saturday to Representative Elise Stefanik, a Trump backer, about the E. Jean Carroll case. A jury last year found Trump liable for sexual assault of Carroll and later defaming her, and a trial is currently taking place in New York, largely to determine any additional damages. Hilliard asked Stefanik, do you believe E. Jean Carroll? And she replied, no, of course not, and blamed the media on what she called witch hunts against the former president. The second time in a week, Stefanik has come under criticism. Last weekend, during an interview, she referred to January 6th rioters who were jailed as hostages. The Trump campaign did not immediately respond to a request for comment on why there was no pool coverage. Okay, I, I saw the film footage of the January 6th event in Washington. Uh-huh. Didn't you? Yeah. That... Why am I being asked to believe that was meaningless? It was terrible. I don't want to speak for other people, but I think the comeback to that would be you're seeing the edited version that the media wants you to see. Well, B as in B, S as in S. I saw a cop with his head getting squished in a door. Well, okay, continue, John. I'm sorry. (laughs) 
Meanwhile, Carol's defamation trial against Trump was called off today for one day due to a sick juror and a COVID exposure among the former president's legal team. U.S. District Judge Lewis Kaplan in Manhattan said he'll try to resume the trial tomorrow based on the results of COVID tests by a juror who called in sick and route to the courthouse, as well as Trump attorney Alita Haba, who, all, uh, who told the judge that she and her babysitter have also been exhibiting symptoms. Is there a reporter or columnist following politics now that you could compare to, say, Hunter Thompson or PJ O'Rourke? Is there anybody having fun with this? Not to my knowledge. Hmm. That's what I need. I need somebody who has fun with all of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, Democratic Senator John Fetterman breaking with his party, stating the border crisis is threatening to destroy the American dream. As another 300,000 people approach the southern border in hopes of crossing into the U.S., Fetterman voiced his concerns about the ongoing migration crisis, demanded a secure border as he spoke to CNN's Jake Tapper. The Democratic senator from Pennsylvania said, I honestly don't understand why it's controversial to say we need a secure border. Fetterman, whose wife arrived in the U.S. as an undocumented immigrant at the age of seven, insisted he's a proponent of legal migration, saying, I think two things can be true at the same time. You can be very supportive of immigration, but we also need to have a secure border. In recent weeks, Fetterman has broken from the far left of the party on another issue by showing strong support for Israel since the October 7th Hamas terrorist attacks. The guy had a stroke, and he's the only Democrat speaking the truth. Right. All of a sudden, he's he's uh, a go-to voice for rationality. But that right there shows you why we have such issue or such problems. My God. Because it's if you're not with us, you're against us. Well, he's not speaking anything that the vast majority of the Americans don't agree with. Right, but the Democrats are frowning on him now because he's... He's jumped the reservation, sure. so to speak. He's the only one telling the truth. Yeah, and he's he's got a he can't even dress himself. He's got nothing to lose. Yeah, yeah. How many stories did I just read that? Well, never mind. Pretty much the, echoed that same thing. I agree, John. They were all thing just tells us we're in such a yeah. yeah. They were all greasy. It's yep. ridiculous. Yep. That's why yeah. the most important thing in this country. Is Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey? That's right. <laughs> the most important thing in this country. It's this the last. What are we? Ten months away. The last ten months where the people on the third rail try to convince us that our vote matters mm-hmm. when we all know it doesn't. Along those same lines, John, I didn't know if you were going to bring up the St. Louis Park High School story. Um, I did not. You know guys are familiar, right? Friday we had to sure. cancel classes because yeah. of the brawls and the fights and whatnot. Yeah. And I remember on Friday when it was first mentioned that. That race may have, or the school was looking into whether race may have played a role. And of course, a lot of talking heads were jumping on, see, here we go, another example of racism in the country. Well, yeah, when you dig into it, it was black kids kids against Somalian kids. But that didn't stop other people. That was not printed in the Minneapolis paper. Oh, weird. Yeah. Huh. Were they insinuating that it was white versus black? More or less. But I just thought, well, you weren't even... Well, whatever. I'm preaching the. Choir. I don't know that they were insinuating white versus black, but it was reported so so benignly that you were left with the idea that there was somebody bumped into somebody in the hall, and we don't know who that was. No, <laughs> it, it was a fight between black kids and Somali kids, and then parents were involved. Correct. Did it start with girls? I don't know. Have you ever seen the girls fighting? Yeah. They, they don't hold they, back. They don't. They, hold don't back. Uh, they don't fight legal. 
No, they come in <laughs> flailing. Yeah. They flail. Yeah. It, whirling dervishes. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's a lot of hair to grab because the girls have the longer hair. So and so the, the extensions come off, the wigs come off, the boobs fall out, the whole deal. Yep. Yeah. It's a hell of a mess. And they'll, they'll, they've got no qualms about kicking somebody in the face who's down. Right. It'll be just a random person, like in the footage I saw of the St. Louis. One gal just wanders into the scene, kicks somebody in the face that's on the ground, and then wanders back. And just, you know, getting one in there. This used a to woman, be a hell of a country. Yeah. Where are a we woman going? A woman who served in World War II and just reached a milestone birthday at 101 years old said the secret to a long life might just be alcohol. Yeah. Valeria Ryan just turned 101 on Saturday. I'd love to believe that. but Whiskey yeah. and Kent cigarettes. Kent. <laughs> she, she celebrated with a birthday parade, more than 200 people strong. What's the secret to a long life, Ryan told the outlet? Drink all the booze you can drink. However, huh. uh, Ryan's advice might belie all the hard work she demonstrated through her life. She may have done some drinking, but she did other stuff. At 19, she joined the Navy, rose up the ranks to train fellow service members on how to land munitions. Ryan's daughter, Eileen Alexon, said her mom's time in the Navy was important to her and characterized it as one of the highlights of her life. The daughter said teaching the men how to land the bombs, and she met the love of her life while well, it doing that at the same time. In addition to Alexa and Ryan had six other children, then she started nursing school when she turned the age of 48. Her daughter said she raised several children. Life was tough on the farm, so she always wanted to give back. She knew how important healthcare was and how important it was for the community to help one another. Ryan now lives in a nursing home for veterans in St. Augustine, Florida, still kicking, living her life the best way she knows how. She says, I'm a good dancer. I dance all the time. You know, if she had a glass of peach wine every night, that's not drinking. Right. You know. I want all in. What's amazing about this country is these broads were absolute badasses yeah. in World War II. Not only in the service, but back here at home, picking yeah. up, the, you know, doing all the, the guy jobs. War's over. Men come home. Get your ass back in the kitchen. Yep. Daddy needs a sandwich. <laughs> what the, the hell's wrong with us? Go get me a beer. <laughs> yeah, what the hell? <laughs> and U.S. Customs and Border Protection announcing a huge drug bust. It happened at an Arizona port of entry. They arrested a 19-year-old man trying to snuggle <laughs> smuggle, excuse me, not snuggle. Oh, well, you I might have been snuggling. Yeah. Smuggle. Uh, is this a lot? 123 pounds of blue fentanyl pills, which equals about a little under 500,000 pills. That's a lot. According to Holy CBP. Crap. That could you can't blend in with all that. No, but wow. that would be enough to kill basically our entire population, yeah, wouldn't it? Did he have them people. in his bottom? Where were the, they? Nope. According to CBP, uh, it was at the Douglas, Arizona port of entry. A 19-year-old male U.S. citizen was stopped for further inspection of his pickup truck. Just, uh, you know, hey, pull on sure. over. Take sure. Feet. On searching the pickup truck, officers discovered 500 packages of the pills, which were concealed in a, compart in a compartment in the bed of the pickup truck. They ended up being 123 pounds, equating to about 492,000 pills. The 19-year-old male suspect arrested, turned over to U.S. Immigrant, uh, immigrant and Custom Enforcement's Homeland Security Investigations. Douglas Area Port Director Martin Gomez said continued layering 
enforcement actions, and our team's joint efforts are key to fulfilling the mission of protecting the homeland. Our officers are keeping deadly drugs off the streets. Why was the term port used? It's Arizona. There is no port in Arizona. That's a good point. Yeah. Arizona has no access to the ocean. There's no water there. No. No water. But... I don't know. Well, I'm doing the math according to the DEA's website, and 10,000 pounds of fentanyl powder could apparently kill 379 million people. So that okay. that's what they're. I don't want to do that math, but I'm just trying to give you guys perspective. Thank well, you for that. You're what welcome. was the, what was the town, John? Uh, Douglas was it? Uh, one moment, uh, Douglas, so, Arizona. So it's somewhere on the border with Mexico. You know who would be good to talk to again? Well, yeah, because he was coming through. Uh, Entry. Our sheriff, I remember Mark him. Lamb. We talked yeah. to him a number of years ago. I think Trump was still in office. It might might right. be worth checking in with him again. All right. Oh, all right. And of course, those fentanyl pills probably originated in China, right? In China, probably. Yes. There you go. Exactly. Exactly. Yes, sir. What do I hear? I am preparing I'll for listen. Monday night sports talk. Yes. I did. Was there a voice while I was reading news? I thought I heard something. Oh, I didn't know if it was in no, my he house or quiet. you guys. He's being quiet. Oh, He's like a church me. mouse, just kind of wandering. Quiet as a large church mouse. <laughs> All right, Johnny, thank you. You're welcome. All right. My question. <laughs> Let's go. Truth, justice, and the suture. Joe, please do not use my name. All right, I won't. Over the weekend, a friend of mine messaged me as he watched his daughter play a basketball game against a team in the Twin Cities Metro. His daughter is in the fourth grade. The other team has a boy transitioning to be a girl. No. As he messaged me, the boy had 15 of his team's 22 points, and the final score was 30 to 15. I never got word on how many points you know who ended up with. My initial response was protest that bleep. His response, I don't participate in the gender game. Now, I can understand not wanting to cause a scene, but I then suggested he write a letter to his daughter's coach because doing something, in my opinion, is unacceptable. I wanted to get your thoughts on how you think a parent in this situation should respond, because we both know it's only going to get worse. Thanks, and keep pushing back. I, I, uh, um, um, I would have been someone uh, who would have reacted as a parent. We have a kid transitioning in the fourth grade. Yeah, aren't you? You're ten, right? Yeah. Those are parents that should be locked up. For well, psychosis. I don't know what to say about that, except I will say this about the basketball game. No, you don't get to play in the game, kid. You got to find a, a transitioning uh, team. To I want to do a transition into like Evil Knievel when I was ten, yeah, or an astronaut. But that's not fair. If these, if you're a fourth grade girl, uh, no, that's well. Not only is it not fair. But at fourth grade, those parents seriously need to be evaluated. What, well, what's, what's the matter with you? Well, I, that part I have no idea about. I, I'm just well, saying. Well, where else is this coming from? That boy did not have that idea. Exactly. Let's, I guarantee it. Let's call a spade a spade here. Are you kidding me? Greatest, uh, greatest comment I've seen on that was a cartoon. Okay. Where the little girl oh. is asking, or, or the little girl says to the mother in the kitchen, Mom, I think I'm a boy. 
And the mother says, well, you're not. End, end of, end of, end of discussion. Close it. Boom. Close it up. Yeah. Roll credits. Roll credits. Right. Roll credits. Right. But the, you, I, I think we're as long as this gender nonsense is going to continue, I think it's imperative that those transitioning have their own team. What's another couple hundred grand a year? <laughs> right. Per school. Huh? Why don't they have their but, own bleeping team? And when you get to college, the same thing. The transers got to have their own club. And this might the, be, oh, go ahead, Kenny. The thing is, there's not enough transitioning students in every school, so it would have to be special teams like Shattuck, where all the trans uh, transitioning kids go to a trans. I bet you there's enough school. transitioning kids in the St. Paul public school system, for example, where you could combine them and have two teams. Maybe, and then they just maybe play Highland other. and uh, Humboldt. But it'd be uh, like the Humboldt. Washington Generals playing the, or no, exactly. it'd be like the Globetrotters playing the Globetrotters. Yeah, but this isn't this isn't work for a kid. And I believe this might be a topic for Monday Night Sports Talk, but this has now crept into the LPGA. Oh, I saw that over the weekend. Yeah. Some big oaf won a tournament. Big barrel-chested yeah, dude. Yeah, and John Daly said, uh, you put a skirt on me, I would have won 100 tournaments. God, he should do it. Yeah. He, if anybody would do it, he would do it. With yeah. the cig dangling out yeah. of the yeah. side of his mouth. Just He'd go buy himself some fake bosoms and just wear the he same outfit. The he already has, has the, the bosoms. He's got the moves. All he needs is, all he needs is a frock and put his mullet into a ponytail, and he could say, I'm trans, and he'd win 100 tournaments. I guess his kid can really hit it, hit him, too. Oh, marvelous. I have a question. Yeah. Since now this has crept into youth sports, you know, I've got a sixth grader that's really not that great at basketball but loves it. Maybe I should put a can – I, can I do it for basketball but then keep him in boys' baseball? Can I do that, or do you have to – once you commit to one side of the aisle – you got to stay with no, it. No, I think you can switch around. Okay, so no, he's going to play <laughs> girls basketball, but I'm still going to get him for baseball. Yeah, for because the you can be whatever you feel like. Ah, okay. And in the spring, yeah. he feels baseball-y. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Maybe we in might the, do in that. In the winter, he feels basketball-y. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Katie has a rule question. Hail the flashlight king. Hail, Hail you. you. For years, I have been guilty of the female fun limitation factor. Ooh, a little confession. I've been known to take out the lawn tractor and mow the lawn on a beautiful summer afternoon. I've been known to sneak out and do some snow space management while the husband is still sleeping. I am the one who owns the smoker for Pete's sake. Pete's sake. I am fully aware of my FFLF guilt. But this weekend, I realize that the handsome husband is committed MFLF. Yes, male fun limitation factor exists. Mm. As a woman, I actually enjoy things like emptying the dishwasher and doing the laundry. I am sure that some Mysterians will find that terribly old-fashioned, but it is what it is. I enjoy these things. When I start to fold clothes or empty the dishwasher, though, the handsome husband will inevitably come and help. I think he considers it together time. But I realized this weekend that by making these things go faster, he's committing MFL. <laughs> Good heavens. This is a classic case. Could I have uncovered? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> wow. No, they're going to be okay. I can't wait till this date in history. <laughs> Where's the party? 
Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Hello. Oh, golly. Could I have a... <laughs> Give it to Matthew. Here. This yeah, is let's... pathetic. Give, hand it off. Yeah. Give it to Matthew. Give me this cesspool paper here. <laughs> now, make sure in Joe, in typical Joe fashion, you read the cut line if there's a photo and attached. Watch out for the chunks of phlegm all over that thing. Right. Okay. <laughs> so when I start to fold clothes or empty the dishwasher, though, the handsome husband will inevitably come and help. I think he considers it together time. <laughs> it says insert cough here uh, but i realized this weekend that by making these things go faster he's committing mflf male fun limitation factor yes could i have uncovered a new gl term yes what say you and the dummies? Always pushing back, but not against the patriarchy. Katie from East Union. P.S. If he decides he likes cooking, well, I'm going to be very, very unhappy. I think men are as capable of that as women, aren't they? Yeah. I, I think so. I love loading the dishwasher and firing it up. I hate emptying the dishwasher. Hate it. Well, I I empty it, and uh, I'm very. Well, good do you at know it. where everything? So you know where everything goes. No, it's kind of funny you say that because what I do randomly is, put dishes on the counter. No, is this? <laughs> yes, it's the stuff I don't know where it goes. I just pile up on there the counter. Same yeah. here. Same here. <laughs> and it will magically disappear. Or, and then right? at or, some point that gets put yes. away. Do this, Joe. Put it where you think it should be. No, then and then get ready at. to get yelled you at. Get yelled at for that. Yeah. I just and put I won't it on top of the dishwasher on the counter. Stuff that, yeah. you know, like an odd spoon or something. Yeah. I, I'm not dealing with that. Right. I don't yeah. know where this goes. Yeah. I don't know where that goes. You put I, that away. And I will not let her touch my laundry. She is awful at laundry. She splits it up into the different colors well, and temperatures. You don't want all of that. to run. Oh, God. She has no idea. What you do with laundry is you overload that SOB, uh, and then you dump in about a half a jug of soap, and you walk away. <laughs> that, and then let your house, yeah. I love Lucy like, <laughs> fill with suds. Yes. Yes. She has so, no idea how to do laundry. Rem remember me having to replace about half my basement about yes. six months ago, Kitty? Yes. <laughs> and then what you have is... When people go by there, and there's great big bubbles. <laughs> bubbles. Great big bubbles. <laughs> Only. You going to be okay, or do you need to delegate yeah. this one as well? Yeah, I can jump in if you need me, Joe. Yeah. Let me know. I'm going to try to get through it. Deep breath. Now, I have no chest congestion. Got it. This is a throat tickle. I didn't know bubbles. We're going to put down. that on his, head so, <laughs> on his headstone. He said he felt fine. No, put it on there. He told you he was sick. No, no. I told you I was sick. <laughs> right. No. Listen to Chuckles out here. Several He's, times a week, it yes. seems like it's full of the bubbles. bubbles. <laughs> uh, Tom Lyman writes from Las Lake, Las Vegas, Nevada. Last week on a podcast, mm -hmm. you said you did not understand in-person absentee voting. Well, I called it oxymoronic. How can it be in-person absentee? Right. He said, well, I voted that way in every election for 40 years from 1972 to 2012. I did this due to working on the railroad and not having a set work schedule, not knowing if I would be in town on election day. I would go to the city hall, get my ballot, cast my vote, and place it in an envelope, seal it, and turn it in. They would hang on to my ballot until after the election, 
if I would vote in person on Election Day, then they would destroy my absentee ballot. If I didn't vote on Election Day, my absentee ballot would then be counted. Hmm. Thank you, Tom. And now, only because they come to us, all the way from Lake Las Vegas, Nevada, the traveling linemen. It was on this day in 1819. January 22nd, Joe. Morton S. Wilkinson was born in New York State. He moved to Stillwater in 1847, became Minnesota's first practicing attorney, and served in Congress as senator 1859 to 1865, and a representative 1869 to 19 to 1871. He died in 1894. Hmm. On this day, one, two, two. In 1857, five Benedictine monks obtained a charter to establish St. John's Cemetery and College Seminary in Collegeville. <laughs> The seminary evolved into St. John's University, the oldest Catholic institution of higher learning in the state. Beautiful right. valley. Beautiful. Beautiful campus. Yep. On this day, January 22nd. in 1962, a story I've heard about all my life, hmm. an out-of-control car careened over the side of St. Paul's High Bridge. It landed upside down on a row of telephone wires, rebounded into the air and landed on all its four wheels. Amazingly. <laughs> no, it didn't. Honest no. to God, I know this no. story. I think, I think I know a guy who knew the guy. Amazingly, no injuries were reported in the 75-foot fall. Ta-da! It was a guy hammered out of his mind, <laughs> landed upside down on the telephone wires. It was like a trampoline. It bounced the car back up in the air, and the car came back down and landed on all four wow. wheels. And <laughs> he, he drove to the bar. And he said, what happened here? What the hell happened? What, what am I happened? doing down here? Am I still at Moe's? <laughs> Where am I? <laughs> on this day. Uh, are you talking about Jan 2-2? In 1967, KSJR, St. John's Radio, began broadcasting rock music from St. John's University in Collegeville, even though it was a station devoted to classical music and the fine arts. KSG, KSGR developed into what? I don't know. Uh, Minnesota Public Radio. Uh, one of the largest and most successful public radio systems in the country. Were they begging for money back in 1967? Probably, probably but isn't that interesting... Uh, do you think these, this date, January 22nd, is noted up at St. John's for two uh, these two important milestones? This is the day of their founding, their charter. Well, I bet the first one, for in sure. In 1857, and this is the day that their little college radio station began broadcasting, and that became MPR. Hmm. Yeah, I bet it's, bet it's noted somewhere. By the way, yeah, I just thought of this. My brother went there, but that wasn't why I was thinking of my brother. You know what he found on White Bear Lake Saturday? Is this the one with the village? No, the other one. Yeah, we need to talk about this. This is Paul. He was out walking with his daughter on the ice. Now, I grew up there, and he grew up there, and he's never seen this, and I've never seen it. A dead deer out on the lake, oh. completely ravaged. All that was left were the rib bones. Huh. And and uh, I sent the text to Kenny, the picture to Kenny, uh, because my brother was wondering if it was wolves. And Kenny said the crime scene's been destroyed by city. It's and you couldn't see the 
the hoof prints or the paw prints. But, Kenny, in the front of the picture, if you still have it, you can see big prints that look like wolf prints. I couldn't decide if that was the heel of a boot or an actual wolf print or a dog print. And I actually spent 30 minutes looking at different bit. Prince. I'm satisfied it was not a heel of a boot print. Okay. Oh, all right. Now, is it plausible that as close as white bear, wolves could have ravaged this deer? They could have chased it out onto the ice. They could have um, drug it out there. Uh, but yeah, absolutely. A, a full-grown wolf or two can take down a full-grown Are they deer. that close? Wolves are as close as white well, bear? <clears throat> the DNR would like to tell you differently, but all of us with game cameras know the real story, and the wolves are all over the state. And now, the fact that you, I, could do, I could do an hour on this topic, Joe. The judge that declared them endangered after the DNR said they're not is uh, a puppet of the left. They are not endangered in this state. This wasn't an attack by squirrels or a fox. This deer was decimated. And, this deer yeah. was eaten. Well, that, right. I mean, but you, you have to remember there's wounded deer all over the country after hunting season, either by arrow or by bullet. And say you broke a leg or something. Um, so they're limping around on three legs. And then a coyote can take it down. And, and that thing looked pretty old. It didn't look like a fresh kill to me. It, it looked like it had been dead for a month or more. Hmm. Well, but it was killed or eaten on the ice. Right. There's yeah. He could find no evidence that it was dragged there, as you incorrectly say, drug. It was dragged Drugged. there. Drugged. So well, then he said there was some scat, some deer poop as pellets, yep. uh, 10, 20 yards from the site of its laying there dead. And I'm wondering if it just got so frightened it began to poop. And then it, you know, twenty yards later, it was attacked. Deer are, it wasn't diarrhea, was it? No, that's okay. climate change. Okay. Deer are s machines. They don't even yeah. pause to poop. Yeah, they just uh, you let can her just go. you can yeah you can follow the pellets all over the woods. What's he saying? I don't know. What are you saying? Coyotes. Coyotes, he said. Pat Patrick. But um, you can see the scene has just been compromised. There's even ice skate marks um, all over the scene there. Well, if you have a theory, GLers, pass along to Joe and Kenny. <laughs> you know, I'm surprised. Well, but you got to say, after a long life on this planet, on that lake, I've never seen that before. Really? Never. Never. You know something about that exchange yesterday that really, really embarrassed me? Yeah. Or on Saturday. Um, my final text to you, the tracks in the snow would have told the tale, but the crime scene looks compromised. Tail. T A I L. I'm so oh, embarrassed. That's terrible. You I meant... thought for sure you were going to call me up and start no. screaming at me about that. No. But I, I, uh, I also thought maybe UFO. That's Bigfoot. Funny. I saw that's... a video of an eagle carrying a deer over the weekend. I saw that too. <laughs> yep. Boy, that's a big eagle. Yeah, it was. He was going to do some eating. In any event, wouldn't it be something if wolves are that close? Yeah, no, it's no, it's you don't think that's unusual. No, it's entirely plausible, and don't think you're going to get a straight answer from the DNR. Okay, but what would their habitat be? White bear is now virtually part of the city of Saint Paul. They're passing through. They're passing through. Joe, I got news for you. I got neighbors that deer hunt in my area, and they see wolves all the time. Well, we have deer in our yard. Right. 
So the deer, we're not the deer part, deer. the deer part doesn't surprise me. No, no, no. I'm talking about wolves. Yeah, when they wolves. were out deer hunting, they see wolves really? all the time, and oh, they've yeah. really hurt the population, the deer population, where the deer are almost now endangered. Well, then come on into St. Paul, wolves, because we've got more deer than they do in Ely. Well, didn't you have a uh, St. Paul City Council person? That suggested that? That's why the coyotes are here? Well, that yeah. was the head of the parks uh, department That's was, it. was uh, happy that the coyote. It's like they went to a convention and decided to move to St. Paul because right. we have a good park system. Right. Yeah. All the free well, stuff. Well, any event, GLers, uh, it really was a uh, decimated, decimated deer that was every possible bit of that was eaten. You couldn't get a good usable quarter out of that thing? Nope. Not a thing. Bummer. No. Teeth marks in it? It was it was stripped to the bone, literally to the bone. You could see the rib bones. Got it. Hey, uh, you wanna, should we post the picture on the GL site? Yeah. Um, if you want to. Oh you put yeah, it on for the mansplainers. Yeah, 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 yeah. Put it on Do Twitter. It. Yeah, you get a, a ton of mansplainers. It'll be a lot of fun. All right, I'll put yeah. it up. Do it. Full Do it. video and, and a- oh. ask a question. What could have caused this? And then just sit back and watch him roll. Oh, <laughs> uh, town council membership, full video and full show audio, including before, during, and after the show with the entire Garage Logic crew. Learn more about the town council and become a member today. Find out online at garagelogic.com.